Welcome to Discussing Rhythmic Gymnastics, the podcast we know you have been waiting for. Hello and welcome everybody back to another episode of Discussing Rhythmic Gymnastics with uh, me, Sophia. And I'm Christina. Um, last episode we talked about our favorite music choices and our worst nightmares uh, of routine music. <laughs> Um, and I noticed while editing and uploading that we, I think we talked a bit too much about bad music. So, um, we are going to do a little part two where we talk about music we'd like to see, or we already enjoy. Um, and then we have a few news updates or, um, well, to, to discuss what is coming in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned we talked a lot about the flops and not enough about tops. Yeah. So if you want me to, I've got some of my all-time favorite tops that I would like to talk about. Yeah. And the first one is uh, by a German gymnast. And that was back in 2016, which is oh, I absurdly know. nearly I know. eight years ago. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> Why oh, don't? Oh, well, you might know. <laughs> I have might well, know. I have two. I have two in mind, and one I wanted to discuss anyway. Okay, so Tell me. Uh, while I was watching the Olympic Games uh, in the middle of the night, someone in August 2016, <laughs> the German gymnast performed um, her hoop routine, and yeah. she was, and that's why it stuck with me. The only one who got um, like applause from the audience yeah. they were clapping yeah, along to the music i remember and that was a little party never killed nobody from the great gatsby soundtrack and it was an incredible performance i just re-watched it unfortunately there's not really a good um video of that performance on youtube um oh, only like from there? the trials mm -mm. you you can find a lot of uh who performances from her in that time Uh, from the German mm -hmm. uh, championships or other World Cup tournaments, but nothing from the Rio Games itself. It's like in the in the like uh, qualifying round in there somewhere. Um, yeah. So we are talking about Jana Beretsko Magranda, by the way, um, because yeah. we haven't said that yet. <laughs> no. So shout out to her. We don't know what you're doing currently. If you ever listen into that podcast. Uh, unfortunately, you retired after the Olympic Games, but that was an incredible performance. Um, yeah. And it was just so much fun to watch. And obviously, the audience loved it as well. So that was uh, quite the fun routine. Yeah, it was really some something to just enjoy. Um, while they were pretty, I mean, this was a, a yeah, well, great time. There were a lot of great routines to compete with. And the Olympic mm -hmm. Games were like, I think the bronze, bronze medal was so hard to get. And um, mm -hmm. Jana was just happy that she qualified again after um, yeah. the London Olympics in 2012. Um, so I hope she just enjoyed being there and performing there. And with that routine, yeah. you could really see Absolutely. how much fun she had and how much fun she brought to the audience. So that was really mm -hmm. the first routine that popped into my head when you said a German gymnast in 2016. I was also <laughs> thinking of this. Um, but to um, talk about the other you have routine. another one in mind? Yeah. Um, because the other German gymnast from that period... Um, was Laura mm -hmm. Jung. Um, she actually yeah, um, I remember. 
got the Olympic quota for 2012. But then later, Jana Barecko-Magranda was sent uh, by the German team yeah. to the Olympic Games. Yeah, they had um, like an, an individual competition like within yeah, Germany. So yeah. who was... Because uh, because Jana was yeah. injured injured um, during the previous World Championships, I guess, or European Championships. Mm -hmm. So Laura secured the job, which was a really well done, impossible, uh, like... Um, thing to do yeah thing to achieve the thing she, to do like, yeah really took that yeah and I, place. I was and i was really sad for her that she um didn't get the chance go, to yeah. perform at the olympics because i really enjoyed a lot of a lot of her routines and um mm -hmm. i um remember that we were at the berlin masters in 2016 and she actually um like did her goodbye performance there while we were yeah. there and um mm -hmm. the, the last routine she did was to let's get loud by um jennifer lopez oh yeah with the clubs she had this beautiful colorful yeah, I... leotard and um the whole crowd went wild and sent her off in style mm -hmm. like it was really fun yeah. and um yeah, on that um, uh, song title, um, we had a listener um, tell us on our Instagram story that uh, when we asked for music pops of uh, tops of flops, mm -hmm. um, she said, "Well, it's not a flop, um, but she thinks that Let's Get Loud is overused." And really? I, yeah, well, I don't actually agree with that. I maybe like. When you're really active gymnast, like not on an international level, for example, maybe there mm -hmm. are a lot who uh, use that music. And but I think, like rightly, it is a really great song, and yes. it is so much uh, fun to watch um, a routine to that. And also, I think um, we should not count Daria Tamanov's version because that is not performed by J Lo. Yeah, that is by performed by Idina Menzel. No, right? we had this or Paul. <laughs> we had, we this, had this discussion last time. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, so she's part of it, but not overall. That's from the Cinderella movie, right? Just, just say Camilla Cabello performed it, and well, <laughs> she yes. she sang the main part of the song, and it's a great. Um, adaptation for the movie i really really loved yeah. that performance um so any sort of cover version or just a different cut yeah to highlight different parts mm. of the song is just like a new music because the song is just great it's fun to perform to it's fun to watch it gets the crowd energized so um why not can you overuse it really like mm. Uh, hard to do so <laughs> not, just in my like any, not in my opinion just like any like okay there are some james bond songs just because they are so old <laughs> yeah but mm -hmm. they're mostly so great can you really overuse them so yeah just keep it in the mix and uh like pick a good version and then you're fine um yeah, yeah. i think so too and uh when we talk about uh, laura jung she was awarded I believe three or four times at the Berlin Masters, the um, like crowd favorite award. Do you remember the mm -hmm. name of that award? Mm, no, I'd have to look it up. Um, 
No, I don't know it. But, but there was like a, a well, crowd favorite um, yeah. prize that like was a, awarded a, every... The crowd could vote. Yeah. yeah. The crowd and... could vote. And I think we, we voted for her like twice. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we have there. We have been there three times, right? We have been there in t- 2009. And then the Israeli and 15 and 16, won. I think. And 15 and 16. And yeah. while you Neta, mention it... Ne- was it Neta Rivkin? Neta... Yeah, Nita Rifkin, you won before that, I believe. Yeah. Like in 2009, she won. And um, while we're at the like 2015 um, Berlin Masters, uh, that was the first time we went back. And I know you know what I'm going to talk about. That was the song I had to look up because there is hardly any um, lyrics in the song. So it's not very popular, not, not a radio song, I- but really don't know if i know what you're talking about oh i will tell you and then you know uh what it is so everybody remembers carolina rodriguez from spain and i always loved her performances Uh, it's a shame she's not actively participating anymore i believe she was the oldest person to ever participate in Mm. an olympic games in rhythmic gymnastics like at the age of 30 and her expressions I, i think yeah, her expressions were so strong and her like facial expressions and her gestures with her hands <sighs> and her arms were so strong because she has deaf parents. So she um, actually knows um, sign mm-hmm. language. So yeah. she And is I, very, I remember the song now. You remember the <laughs> I song. Remember. <laughs> and it was her ball routine and we watched it for the first time <sighs> in that year. That was the first time we ever saw it. Mm-hmm. And we were both just silently crying because it was so beautiful. The song is... I get is... goosebumps just thinking mm-hmm. about it. It's the, the song most is... beautiful thing to ever listen to. Yeah, it's called um, Aqua by Stefan Mocio and Joran. I don't know who they are, but I've mm-hmm. downloaded the song, of course, because it's so, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I would just mm-hmm. like to give you uh, a piece of that um, she was wearing the most beautiful leotard and this is actually a clip from the Berlin Masters that we watched live. So. Ah, mm. oh, getting goosebumps right away. So many goosebumps, yeah. So beautiful. And her gestures. Oh, you have to put up that link into the show notes. And, and I have listened to this on repeat so many times. Mm-hmm. And I cut it myself. And I was yeah. dreaming choreography to it. And yeah. oh, it's, so it's heavenly. I, I had a student of mine uh, do a ribbon choreography to it for class one time. And it's just, it's uh, out of this world. This music was is it, just was it, transcendental. Was it Paula? Yeah. Was it Paula? Shout yeah, out to then Paula. Then I cut it for her. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was why I cut the music. I cut yeah, it for her, yeah. right. That was back when I was not skilled enough to cut the music myself. <laughs> but that is uh, oh, that was yeah. such a beautiful piece of music. And I won't get tired of using that again and again and again and again because you can use it for mm. any like flowy routine. I wouldn't do clubs to it or hoop, but ball or, or ribbon just works perfectly. And it's mm. oh, just incredible and amazing. And yeah, 
really, really love it. But and her performance I, is so strong. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, just remembering it gives me the chills again. But that is like the downside. Like, I don't think there can be someone to top that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're always going to compare it to how Carolina did it. And yeah. oh, just thinking about her hands, like mm-hmm. the, yeah, the expression exactly. and power she has. Just it's incredible. <sighs> yeah. And uh, she's amazing. Yeah, and I think uh, part of that is because she knows sign language and how much you can say mm. with your hands course, and arms yes. and facial expressions. So that is a really uh, positive aspect about that one. Do you have another top on your list? Um, yeah, well, I would say I have a genre mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in general. Um, I was thinking um, you did once a club routine to, um, I think, the main title of Lord of the Dance. Oh, yeah. And then it got me thinking about, well, like the whole soundtrack of Lord of the Dance. I don't know if our listeners are familiar with this, but I will put several in the show notes. And Mm -hmm. there are quite a few songs in that where I always dreamed about Mm -hmm. someone having a routine to that because you have to be really skillful because there are so many dynamics and it's fast or really and really slow or yeah. just a lot of yeah, accents like, like, and the rhythm is really yeah. tricky sometimes I would also say like uh, I said to the music of Carolina before like um, it is heavenly and I think there are some aspects in that soundtrack not all of it of course mm-hmm. but like dancing fairies comes comes to mind and that yes. is actually like what it is supposed to do mm-hmm. um and um i think like scottish or Ar- irish folk music in general can work really well yeah i wouldn't say in general because of course like folk music there are always like things <laughs> that are not that popular mm-hmm. nowadays because our um taste has changed so much but yeah. um this just I I get positive emotions when I hear like um, something with bagpipes or I I imagine like folk dancing. Mm -hmm. It's just positive for me. Of course, everyone might think, why does she like that? But yeah, but um, it usually has to do, I think, with the general um, like melodies that are mostly positive and Mm. happy. So yeah. uh, working with the fiddle or like some sort of flute uh, that goes along with that, uh, like the happy, jumpy rhythms um, yeah. that follow these uh, mostly Irish or Scottish melodies mm. um, have like this positive aspect, uh, positive, I... um, yeah, uh, positive um, impression they leave behind. Yeah. And uh, yeah. not only Lord of the Dance, by the way, the river dance soundtrack just river dance, plays yeah. along with that and uh mm. yeah uh, future gymnasts or for the upcoming season <laughs> if you're still looking for some music browse through that because it's really really great yeah. or or even just send us uh, links or videos or tell us about a routine where someone already did that i would really mm-hmm. like to see it because yeah. like if you i mean we listened to that since we were really young and yeah. I, so al- I, I always this. imagined different choreographies like yeah. to the music. And um, well, if you just listen to it and never see it, actually, I mean, mm-hmm. th- it is 
a, a dance show like you can watch it but not with rhythmic gymnasts but with mm -hmm. tap dancers that's completely different yeah absolutely but i think it would be really great if somebody incorporated some of the um irish dance steps that are not with yeah, tap dance course. shoes so if yeah. you incorporate that in your routine that's like the next level <sighs> skill That would be incredible. I think about the feet, you know? Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. feet are perfection. Irish dancers, Scottish dancers, whatever you do to train. So oh, quick I, I and love it. so fast and so precise. So really, really yeah. uh, check this out. I was lucky enough to see River Dance in Dublin uh, in the Gaiety Theatre in oh, yeah, 2019. And we learned about the lot of the dance music when our... Uh, mom saw it in Frankfurt in 97 mm -hmm. I believe I was a tad older than you were really little you were like three back I was then. really little I was and I was afraid that mom was she... gonna leave dad for Michael <laughs> she was <laughs> she was bringing home the CD of the soundtrack and the videotape back then like in a video mm. cassette yeah that's how long ago that was and we listened to the soundtrack back and forth we watched the video so many times over and over again mm. and it like escalated quickly and she was just amazed <laughs> and um when i watched it in in 2019 i mean different production of course but i was crying like one minute in just of out of pure joy And I was like, <laughs> during the break, I was texting her and I was like, I don't know what you were talking about back then. <laughs> and it's so incredible and it's so beautiful. And I had a, yeah. my, a colleague with me and I was like, she's not really that big of a dance fan. And I was like, I'm not making you go with me, but if you want to, why not? And she yeah. joined in and she was like, we had bleeding hands from clapping <laughs> and it was, and it, she was well, uh, yeah, taken aback how great it was. And like, I wrote a letter to the dancers the day after and went back <laughs> to the theater to like saying thank you for this joyous. Oh okay. That God. was, I believe that was the best moment of 2019, honestly. And I went to the Maldives and to the Seychelles this year. So oh. <laughs> that was incredible. Okay. Yeah. So give it a listen. Yeah. Give it a watch. Like you can see tiny clips. It was the 25th anniversary show they did in okay. 2019. Because it premiered yeah, in, well, I think uh, 90, in your birth year. It premiered 94. in, yeah, in uh, the Eurovision Song Contest. They did like a 10 minute piece, Michael Flatley. And then oh, after that, okay. it expanded into this like whole show. And mm -hmm. like there are by, by now, there are, I believe, 64 babies that have come out of relationships <laughs> between river dance dancers so oh yeah it, it's this this is a whole like its own <laughs> bubble this whole river dance and tap dance uh, irish tap dance uh, okay. uh, thing that's going on but it's yeah you can imagine, tell from my rant that it blew my mind completely christina imagine if rhythmics was for male and female oh gosh <laughs> Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, we well, don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think like a live performance always tops every other experience yeah, you might have with, with music or dance. Um, yeah. It's something really special. And that's why I'm so excited that I got tickets for the finals of the German championships. Oh, you can go there. I can't because I still have school. Yeah. Oh. And I still have someone to find who to accompany you. 
yeah. yeah. You could you could ask Mona, the designer for our uh, logo. Yeah, I definitely will. Yeah. If she has time, I'll take her. She should take um, some days off. She can t just take days off work. Yeah. I can't, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, school. Um, mm -hmm. And I all um, um, yeah, maybe to yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about this later, but we're gonna talk about mm -hmm. about the schedule now. Okay. Um, yeah. Because like um, the first um, the yeah, first draft isn't really the right thing. Uh, because we have a schedule of um, FIG competitions or uh, rhythmic gymnastics competition mm -hmm. uh, in general for the year, and. Um, the first um, bigger competition, I think, um, well, would be um, the World Cup in Athens. Oh, do we have Athens in, in March? The okay. Yeah. Um, Isn't Miss Valentine's like, going to be first? Yeah, it is. But it's not, um, not that big of an international competition. Yeah, well, I don't really um, understand because it is listed twice, uh, once as Miss Valentine, like mm -hmm. uh, 1st of March to 3rd of March in Estonia. Yeah. And then it's listed again as uh, Miss Valentine Territou Grand Prix, which is branded as a Grand Prix. Okay. Um, event, and it's from the 2nd of March to the 3rd of March. So I think maybe a part of that Competition counts as a Grand Prix, and um, a part of that competition is just like bonus. Yeah, because um, usually they include juniors for the Miss Valentine, so they won't be part of the Grand Prix. And then, yeah. like two days of it will be the international senior competition. Okay, I guess that w that will be the case. Yeah, that it is listed twice, and um, also on that weekend, um, the gymnastic international. In Felbach Schmieden in Germany takes place. So the same I'm weekend. Thinking, yeah, second uh, to third of March. Okay. And I'm playing with the thought of maybe going there. Maybe we want to go together because, of course, I we don't can't. know yet I who so will compete. I can't. Oh no! And I hate this because everything seems to be happening on that first March weekend. Oh. The thing is, we have <laughs> yeah. a bigger school production the 1st of March on Friday. Then on the Saturday, mm -hmm. we have rehearsals for our dance performance on Monday and Tuesday. So and mm. on Sunday, I will have to do like last minute costume checks or whatever. So I'm <laughs> like, own, like working through the weekend and like yeah. the whole week that goes around it because of the school events we have going on so that is a big big shame um if that was like over your birthday weekend it would be a whole other other thing yeah. i would accompany <laughs> you because then we have school holidays but unfortunately yeah. first march weekend i you have to update me after because i won't be able to follow anything yeah. over that weekend unfortunately yeah i'm well i'm not really sure um if i can go or if i want to um we don't mm. have a start list um right now Yet, obviously yeah. so um we will see um yeah. then yeah like after the first world cup in um, uh, at the end of march um there are two world cups in april um the first one in sofia from 12th to 14th of april mm -hmm. and then the second one in baku azerbaijan 
um, mm -hmm. from the 19th to the 21st of okay, April. Yeah. So that will be a heavy time mm -hmm. for competitions. Maybe weekly updates, maybe weekly podcast yeah. uh, sessions, depending on and what goes on. Yeah, well, and it um, just continues like that because from the 26th, uh, 26th to the 28th, there will be a World Cup in Tashkent, in Uzbekistan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So April is the packed rhythmic gymnastics month of the year, right after yeah. July, where the Olympic Games are going to be in yeah. Paris. Uh, they start at the beginning of July, right? Uh, at the end of July. And at the end of July. Take up 26, to the 26th of, of July to the 11th of August. Yeah. And I already marked in my calendar when the um, rhythmic gymnastics competitions are going to be. I'm going to tell mm -hmm. you so you can mark that in your calendar and maybe take time of work or <laughs> school or whatever. So um, the competitions are happening um, on the 8th of August to the 10th. So um, Thursday to Saturday. Yeah. Three days. So maybe time for a live session that we can crop down later on or some. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I depending think on how everything's going. Yeah, so um, after the World Cup in Tashkent, there is just the World Cup in Milan um, happening um, at the end of June. Um, and in between, of course, there are World Challenge Cups in Portugal and... Um, then later in Israel and in Romania. So mm -hmm. it is a really packed year. Um, Do we know by... when the European Championships are going to yeah, be? Yeah, I was, I was going to, Coming um, to that, yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, so from the 22nd of May to the 26th of May, there are going to be the Junior Championships in Budapest. And um, from the, yeah, in the same time, <laughs> there are the senior championships. Um, oh, but I this guess is good. The schedule will be quite interesting. Yeah, and this is good for me personally, because this is uh, my week off from school. Oh, great. Or oh, that's the first week after with Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, I already when, saw uh, because I was, I was thinking about maybe planning my holiday maybe in Italy so I could go to the mm -hmm. World Cup in, in Milan but unfortunately mm. we already are going on holiday but to the Netherlands so ah okay yeah well. so I'm going, going to be in London the week after the last week of mm -hmm. May so uh, the week before that we also are off and then uh, off school and then I can follow along yeah, yeah. so it's going to be an exciting year and um of course, there has been a big decision made last weekend by the FIG um, mm -hmm. because they published their first list of people granted um, a neutral status. Um, we already talked about this, that gymnasts from Russia and Belarus uh, could apply um, to be granted this neutral status so they can um, con compete in FIG tournaments. Mm -hmm. And... Um, there have been some gymnasts and also coaches um, being granted that status, including Alina Hanashko, Anastasia Salosh, and um, Elisaveta Zorkina. 
Um, but this also um, means that they can't um, qualify for the for the Olympic Games in the European Championships because um, the General Assembly of European Gymnastics decided against allowing Russian and Belarusian athletes um, to compete. So basically they just can compete in the FIG World Cups or World Challenge Cups, but not at the European Championships. Yeah. So I th- what, do you what think are about your that? thoughts? On that <laughs> yeah i wanted to ask you because i mean um the whole internet is like convinced that there is no chance that any russian gymnasts will be granted neutral status and i agree yeah. with that Absolutely. um i i just know too little about the circumstances around these gymnasts and these coaches and even one judge um got the neutral status and mm-hmm. um so <laughs> I'm I'm a yeah. little bit happy that um, the European gymnastics decided against um, allowing them back because then other European gymnasts get a chance to qualify for Olympia, yeah, uh, for the exactly. Olympic Games. Um, but well, I mean, if you train for your lifelong goal, and you can't and then politicians, even... it's it's some politicians' yeah. fault that you can't participate. Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, in that um, aspect, I feel for the gymnasts, absolutely. But um, as we discussed in in our Russia episode, I mm. absolutely um, um, agree with the FIG to like uh, put up these strong um, like obstacles for Russian mm. and Belarusian uh, athletes and coaches coaches to. Uh, get the neutral status, yeah, so they have to, like, Mm. no contact with any military-related and political-related, well, war crimes (laughs) overall terms. Mm. Um, So, um, like, to to even get the neutral status shows that they went to length to prove that. So they, like, crossed that line and it's good for them and... Uh, it like presents them in a more positive light and I think it's um, kind of okay if they take part in these World Cup challenges and in, mm. in the um, uh, yeah in these international tournaments but um, I also agree with the General Assembly of the European Gymnastics that they're mm. not that they absolutely denied the possibility of taking part in the Olympic Games just out of respect um for Ukraine. I mean, it's just yeah, a decent not, thing not, to do. Yeah. And they still get to present themselves on the international stage, uh, on the international stage with the, uh, with taking part in, in different World Cup tournaments. Mm. Um, but it has to be clear, no Russian or Belarusian, Belarusian gymnasts in the Olympic Games. I think yeah. it, there needs to be a hard line there because otherwise it's just like, I don't know. You, you giving you Ukraine the finger. I don't know. In place it's just yeah, yeah. At, at, in the first place, you know, mm-hmm. you could just have said, "Well, it's sports, not politics." But yeah, unfortunately, we can't um, divide that any longer. Yeah. So I um, think it's it's a good solution, um, and more than fair uh, for the Belarusian mm-hmm. gymnasts. I just hope that the Ukrainian gymnasts still 
can take part and will take part in World Cup yeah, and that they uh, are events okay with if that. Belarusian uh, gymnasts take part there. Yeah, I mean, that was the condition, you know, that that they get along and that there's no mm -hmm. discrimination in any direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I really hope that they are okay with each other. Mm. Maybe, I mean... <laughs> I kind they of hope know that, each they, other. They that the gymnasts were friends were beforehand in or and something. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That they were talking and that they were like, I'm, we are so sorry that what our country does to your country. And yeah. I hope we can still get along in I the really future. I mean, you never know what happens on a personal level between the gymnasts. So um, mm. I just hope that everyone is okay with each other and that they like yeah. um, spoke out for the, the right side uh, from the beginning so that there are no mm. hard feelings. Um, well, hard feelings is the understatement of the year, but uh, still. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is yeah. um, uh, where we're at currently. Yeah. Um, I have something, well, positive to tell at the end. Um, uh, our mm -hmm. listener, Anna, um, messaged us on Instagram. By the way, apparently messaging us isn't really easy. I don't know what... I should have like um, made differently in the, um, settings, in the settings of our account because um, Anna commented on our reel and said isn't, she isn't able to um, message us. There is like a notification that she isn't allowed okay. to and I don't really know why. Um, I checked uh, with a friend of mine um, mm -hmm. who we weren't following so she, she tried to message us and it worked. Okay. I don't know what it is. If you have issues, please let us know, like in a comment or on Spotify or per per email or something, um, because maybe there still is something I did wrong. So she told us, Anna told us um, that there actually was a library once for um, gymnastics routines. Um, really? It was called reform.no/music, but it isn't active anymore, unfortunately, and it. Um, Allegedly had about 6,500 6, routines and musics listed on there. So you could look up um, which gymnasts did what routine oh, on what music. What a shame. So, Why don't they like yeah. keep it up anymore? That would be like I, the idea. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot still... of work. And I, I chatted with her a bit and we uh, agreed that this should be done by the FIG because they have all the info already i mean uh, yeah but still if every gymnast just, just puts in their like information yeah okay yeah it's but... not that like it's like what a five minute job to be like for like this season for clubs i'm going to be using i'm going to be using yeah. this music and i will if use you had like this so this great network of gymnasts like they're yeah. like it like a facebook for gymnasts or something <laughs> where you can sign up yeah. and just uh publish but I mean, yeah. At, well, at least for the international comp competitors, like the FIG should do yeah. it. Like on a on a yeah, national I scale. Well, well. There, there are too many small scale clubs. Yeah, of course. Um, for which it is for yeah for which it is hard to to keep on track with yeah, everything. Yeah. But but also uh, for like like I think about smaller clubs in Germany with like coaches that are sixty plus, um, mm -hmm. and they have to um manage to get music and get it cut and everything and aren't that like into it and know what they are doing um 
so yeah. also like a place to get inspo or mm -hmm. really get your music or get connected with people who can edit it for you or something like yeah, that definitely. i don't know if something like that exists because i had just some like um what are they called um in english visitenkarten uh you just had some um... i had a card <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you uh, had with, my, like... with my info in it um, mm -hmm. And I did this for um, ice skating yes, club you did. for a few years. And it was just like, well, they told each other where they got mm -hmm. their music from. And then someone contacted yeah. me and asked, hey, could you please yeah. cut my music? Um, yeah. So um, I don't know really how this works or, you know, if they just repeat the old music again and again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was hard to come by. I mean... Of course, nowadays, the gymnasts themselves, I think, do a lot of that work because they exactly. just can. It is accessible um, yeah. much more than it was like 20 years ago. Definitely. So. Oh, it was so hard to come by. Even 15 years ago, it was hard to come by. I mean, yeah. it really all became easy around or after, I'd say, yeah, between 2012 and 2016. That's when it hit off. But before mm. then, it was just hard to find new music. It was um, not easy and not accessible to anyone to download things, to have a cutting program mm. and so on and so on. So that was a really tricky thing to do. I so. I remembered, um, like in context of this, um, I had ankle surgery in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, and during that That's time... got into it, right? Yeah, but I, I just had a lot of time to do it. And mm. I actually went into the library a lot because there yes. wasn't much to do where you could get to in a wheelchair. And mm -hmm. this was just amazing because I got there and they had a huge section of soundtracks and film scores and CDs yeah. in general. And I just took everything, took it, at, uh, took it home and listened through everything just mm -hmm. to see what what's could out I use there, yeah. possibly mm -hmm. yeah what's exactly. out there what can I cut what is great and I found like a few really really great ones one um the soundtrack of Merida um mm -hmm. like the Disney I don't I think it is Pixar um yeah. movie um like also Scottish um mm -hmm. and it's such a great soundtrack and um yeah I I um cut a few musics from that and several other really great movies um and uh, with, with scores that are just yeah from another yeah. world mostly Hans and, Zimmer and John Williams uh -huh. <laughs> and from another world um I think we mentioned it last episode already but um listen to video game music yeah so video games Do have that. a lot of great music sometimes uh, even if you're not into gaming um, I did a lot of research when I was choreographing like the kids musical productions mm, and they you, were you like oh this, we, yes. we need a, um, a music for a fight scene and I was like mm. okay <laughs> you don't, <laughs> don't have a lot of pop songs or hip-hop yeah. music that are like really representing fight scenes I mean you have some some rap battles okay but that's not like mm. great to incorporate in a I don't know, elves versus gnomes kind of yeah. in the enchanted forest kind of scene. Yeah. So that's when I turned to the to the video yeah. game music. That was really helpful. 
and uh, also yeah great tunes in there great compositions yeah so i think we can like uh put the topic music ad acta can you say that in english no i still have like i don't know <laughs> oh. two more give me a second okay. give me a second i i uh give me give me oh, oh yeah Abba. so great as well then no <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, but uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, I wanted to circle back to Christmas because I got uh, an amazing gift from you. And that was um, <laughs> a picture by our favorite uh, rhythmic gymnastics uh, artist. Um, and she drew um, Alina Maximenko in her famous, famous club routine that earned her the bronze medal in the 2013 World Championships to a fever and she does this very sexy walk forwards with the clubs mm -hmm. and uh, her facial expression and she's just feeling it and he has the movement in her hips and it's just yeah there fever, is a really popular routine. reel right now where there is like uh, a model walking i think and then alina you know, and she's just <laughs> no comparison <laughs> yeah exactly so uh, i really really love that one um and also it just uh, goes so well with her dark purple leotard with mm. the gold clubs and it's just it's just sexy sexy as hell and uh, like for that time it was yeah and it was really um brave because nothing mm -hmm. like that had ever been done before like mm. moving that way on the carpet was seen as like like um it was kind of frowned upon yeah <laughs> the, she was the like, mm, sound she you just made with one? your the sound you just made mm. with your tongue was perfection <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh watch watch the 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 routine and you know what i mean and last mm -hmm. but not least i still have another uh group performance that i really really loved also from stuttgart in in 2015 and then i believe they used it uh, i'm not sure if they used it in rio as well but from the bulgarian group they had three um no, two hoops and three clubs. And um, it was to the Lion King, the Circle of Life. Yeah, we talked uh, about this in our favorite group routine episode yeah, because yeah, it was on my exactly. list. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the favorite group routines and the music yeah. is very well cut. Like yeah, they have the yeah. original intro and then they move into the like sped up and more like a yeah, house techno remix mm. version. And it's just great. Great choreography, great music, audience well goes done, along. Yes. Yeah, it's just really energizing. So that was, was one of my favorites as and well. I think, so all of the, and yeah. I think overall that what everyone agrees on, um, no matter what your choice of music is, it comes down to your performance and what you make of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, so absolutely. Every, nearly everything can be really great if you just like use it as it should be used, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Use the the accents in the music, use um like a flowy or calmer uh, sections to like do some um floor work or uh the like jumpy happy bits to like actually mm. put in jumps or like hit the turns in the rhythm, all of these things that make mm. a routine very fitting to the music and make them more fun to watch. Yeah, so I think that is everything for today. We 
try to make our episodes a little bit shorter because we are getting longer mm -hmm. every episode. <laughs> so, yeah, it um, seems like it. Because we started this thing and we're like, uh, well, what an awful time to start this after the World Championships. Yeah. Because it's the off season, actually. So, uh, well, the last big competition happened in um in august i mean then the a and cup happened in in japan but that was just like teeny tiny bit yeah and like then smaller was... competitions and christmas competitions and you know yeah, etc but, but no not no on the new routines yeah exactly not on the international scale um so in march it will like we will pick up the pace i believe yes. and um in between then if you have any topics any issues please Write to us, let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, if you yeah, have I think anybody I will... who needs to be a guest on our podcast, why not? Oh, yes. I think we're open to inviting somebody and to chat with them. Oh, Maybe you about know what I wanted to tell journey. you? Hmm? Wait, wait, wait. I have to tell you. I had a dream last night. <laughs> oh, God, it's... what happened? <laughs> Actually, pretty great dream. <laughs> it's just so funny. Tell me. Um, I... Well, I was thinking about recording today, so I actually had a dream about the German national group um, mm -hmm. performing at some kind of corporate event, which was really bizarre. And yeah, but um, they did a tour with their performance, so that's yeah, not yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything I also uh, had in my dream, I knew that they had um, their physical examination at the start of the year which they had yesterday because i yes, saw it exactly. on instagram <laughs> and i was in my dream thinking like oh my god they have a full packed day because they had this in the morning and then they had to perform here at this event and then i don't know they're doing something else but i was there like in the function of a podcaster and i was there like influencing and making a live video on instagram and <laughs> stuff and interviewing them and then i actually <laughs> trimmed i talked to camilla pfeffer which is the coach of the german group yeah and but uh well i had a really nice conversation an, with yeah, her but she was an active member like of the 2012 15, squad yeah right yeah. 2012 yeah. she was still active yeah. there yeah. was she performing and with rana tokmak back then or was that two um, different i areas? think they yeah i think they they rana joined like after she retired i don't know if there was an overlap prob they probably trained together but mm. you know she was team captain and then yeah rana tokmak was team, team captain yeah so well i had re a really nice chat with her and I, <laughs> I i was talking about that um every time gymnasts come on podcasts um it's just not deep enough because they always have to explain what their sport is about mm -hmm. and like for people who don't know rhythmic gymnastics and I was saying like well I have great questions for you because like no one is ever going to ask you that because they have no clue about this sport and mm -hmm. I was coming there with a list and like wanting to yeah. ask her like what element they are going to develop and how the process mm -hmm. is and yeah. I don't I I don't know because it was a dream and it was just all over the place but I just, I w woke up today and was Why like... Why not? Oh, sad. Sadly, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why not? We should... Uh, I, I would really love it if somebody uh, was willing to join us and be like, um, willing to be interviewed by us because yeah. all of the basic stuff um, doesn't need to be explained anymore because everybody Again, listening yeah. here 
knows what rhythmic gymnastics is and how it generally works. I mean, uh, code of points still very difficult, very hard to explain. Yeah. So uh, we could get maybe more into detail on that one. Um, maybe But I think even for, for like for like outsiders, um, yeah. you don't really have to know the code of points to enjoy watching no, this sport or to absolutely not. know what gymnasts you like more or you know. Uh, uh, know not. how a competition works <laughs> no but since we do this podcast to go more yeah, in depth yeah. about it yeah, so yeah. we can like ask the deeper questions or like what you said what really goes into developing a new skill or how mm. like ideas for a new skill are even like do even come up yeah because uh yeah. who thinks of like hey let me throw this ball that way and then I don't know, do three triple turns under it and catch it with my, I don't know, knee or something. I no <laughs> idea. Yeah. So how does somebody have an idea like that? So that would be really, yeah. really interesting. I will, uh, I will also um, like ask you questions in our stories uh, from time mm -hmm. to time. So you can interact with us yeah. there. So um, we are always happy for your feedback. And um, yeah, well, uh, I think we are going to talk about our expectations for this season a, a bit more in upcoming episodes like mm -hmm. which routines we hope will stay and which ones we hopefully will lose um yeah. so um yeah uh, make sure to leave us a follow a follow on our instagram page and to um follow us yeah on so our... on our instagram we nearly have 200 followers so it would be oh, wow. really great if you would just a few follows more and we could celebrate <laughs> yeah good um yeah um thank you that you listened to um our podcast again we hope you enjoyed it and as always don't forget to point your toes bye bye We'd like to say a special thank you to Mona for creating our amazing cover art and to Jenny for sparking our passion for rhythmic gymnastics.